everybody, and welcome to another very special edition of Ignite Radio Live over the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio. Very blessed to be with you all. Wherever the Lord has you tonight, certainly it seems that we are in a we're in an era of uh, perhaps um, I don't know. It's a new era, a new presidency after a long season of some real tumult and challenge. A long season of uh, I think um, challenges in our relationships and conversations about the political landscape that surrounds us. Some of us are maybe really fatigued by that. Um, certainly the conversations continue because guess what we are not in heaven on this side of things we are dealing with very imperfect people very imperfect institutions and that means we are going to struggle Jesus I think perhaps pronounced this way in uh, becoming a coming to the world in a manger you know it wasn't a five-star hotel it was smelly it was stinky the circumstances were a mess and then what happened he had to uh, flee from his hometown and go with his mother and dad into Egypt. Not perfect situations, folks. It, it never has been. And uh, what endures, what is eternal, what is solid, what is bedrock, what is foundational is God. Who he is, his character, his love for us is unchanging. And we pronounce that tonight right out of the gates that he fashioned you and me for his indwelling spirit. He made us for an excellence. Amen. And no matter what we're dealing with and no matter what you're dealing with tonight, I think it's important that we not get sidetracked from the enemy. We not get dragged down. That we don't have the clouds and the debris and the stuff and the junk to uh, to drag us places. To clutter, if you will, the love that he's given us for one another. And guess what? Love, especially for those who are most difficult to love. So we're going to begin tonight in prayer. And we're looking forward to tonight, but we'll tell you more about it in a second. So we're going to begin in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. amen. Dear Lord, we do praise you as a sacrifice of praise, which is to say we may not feel it. It may not be, uh, you know, welling up in our hearts or our minds. We may be surrounded by difficult circumstances, God. But we praise you because you fashioned us to do this. You made us for yourself. And so we proclaim your glory right now, God. We reach up to you. We pray that you uh, just draw us, our minds and our hearts, up to you to worship you, to proclaim you as Lord, which is to say you have dominion over us. You have dominion over the world. You have dominion over history. You have dominion over our minds. You have dominion over our hearts, over over our affections, dominion over our memories, and Lord, you give us choice. So we pray all the more that you conquer us, that we who you made for yourself, that you inhabit our hearts and minds and draw us unto you, that this breathing in and breathing out, this life of receiving you and returning it to you, God, that it can be impressed upon us, not just in this moment, but as a way of life, that the smallest things and the greatest things we might see as occasions of worship. We lift it all up for your glory and pray that you bless all who are listening right now. Whatever they're dealing with, we keep it real, God. We know there's struggles, people listening right now in their marriages. We know there are struggles with children. We know that there may be words that have been exchanged that have caused deep wounds over a period of time. And people uh, may be stuck in kinds of actions or a lifestyle that uh, has broken them. Well, Lord, we look into this moment right now in front of us as a brand new moment. We renounce the influence of the enemy. We renounce his lies up to this moment. And we pray, Lord, that you, in, in, as we renounce these things, get the debris out of the way that that Niagara Falls of grace pressing in on us all the time might flood us right now. 
that we might visualize a new way of life, a new way of interacting with our spouses, a new way of interacting with our children and our families and our parish and those at work, Lord. You are victorious and anchored in you, God. We can find the strength to do that. As it says in Matthew 7, 21, not shifting sand, Lord, but on solid rock you want us to build. Anchor us on you who are solid rock. We ask this in your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And Stephanie, just at this very moment, 8.05, President Trump just announced the successor to Antonin Scalia, a phenomenal Catholic man of faith, a constitutional scholar, one who gave us great witness that the Constitution is meant to be interpreted according to its intent, not meant to be a document loosey-goosey, to be whatever we want it to be, to come to other conclusions and ends, but contains a certain DNA of a, of a, of a natural law, the nature of things, uh, meant to cause, as Aristotle said, flourishing, to really make it possible for us to flourish. Antonin Scalia was a great um, protector of that and the Supreme Court. Um, and Justice, I'm sorry, President Trump just announced his successor, Neil Gorsuch, as his uh, successor to nominee. the Supreme Court. Nominee, nominee, right. So now the battle continues. And um, it's maybe appropriate at this moment as I'm watching this unfold on news right now, not really listening but watching this historic moment. I want to read for you folks some words of Father Paul Scalia, the son of Anthony Scalia, at his funeral. I was blessed to uh, pass away by with Paul Scalia as a seminarian at Mount St. Mary's in Emmitsburg, Maryland. He is really a wonderful man of God and really gives great witness as our children really give testimony to the character of our parents. Well, Paul certainly gave and gives great testimony to the integrity of his parents. And Paul said this uh, at the very beginning of his eulogy of his father. Quote, we are gathered here because of one man. A man known personally to many of us, known only by reputation to even more. A man loved by many, scorned by others. A man known for great controversy and for great compassion. That man, of course, is Jesus of Nazareth. It is he whom we proclaim, Jesus Christ, Son of the Father, born of the Virgin Mary, crucified, buried, risen, seated at the right hand of the Father. It is because of him... Because of his life, death, and resurrection, that we do not mourn as those who have no hope. But in confidence, we commend Antonin Scalia to the mercy of God. So we do pray for the soul of Antonin Scalia. We ask that God receive him into his glory. And at this moment, all those who have gone before us, who have died that they may be comforted by our prayers and brought into his eternal glory. At the same time, we ask for their intercession for us. And think about this, brothers and sisters. We pray for this almost every night as a family. We pray for their, ask their prayers for us to see the world they see right now, to see what's truly important, to see what merits our passions and our desires, because they've passed through this veil of time. They've passed through the distractions and the clouds. They are anticipating the glory of God with great expectation and hope. And they are now not there yet. They are now 
in purgation. They are, uh, by God's loving mercy, in a place of purgation, not just a wipe of, a swipe of a holy wand, uh, as Martin Luther said, snow covered with dung, but truly in Romans 12, 1 and 2, transformation. They're undergoing a great transformation of their mind, heart, body, and soul, oriented towards God. And how awesome if we right now were given a portion of that vision to see what really matters and to live for it. So anyways, tonight... We are about you. We want to use this wonderful platform of Annunciation Radio in the next 50 minutes to be an occasion of prayer. So we're going to invite you to call in. What do you need prayer? So we're going to end tonight as we usually do with prayers posted on my Facebook page. And there are many, so we're going to get to a number of those. But if you want to call in and you need special prayer, just call in tonight. If you want to leave a text message... If you want to send an email, um, you can work that way also. If you call in and don't want to get on air, but just say, hey, you know, I really need prayers for fill in the blank. But if you want to call in and voice a prayer, we're going to pray with you tonight. That's one reason you could call in. Uh, The second reason is give a witness. Give a testimony. Um, What's been going on in your life that gives witness to God's grace? Revelations 12, 1 and 2. They defeated the enemy. Do we not see the enemy? Is the enemy not active in the world around us? Clearly he is. How do we defeat the enemy? Revelations 12, 1 and 2 says, They defeated the enemy by the blood of the Lamb. That's the Holy Mass. Present to us, anamnesis, the one sacrifice of the Mass, the power to transform us all, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the one sacrifice, love poured out, that power made present to us in every Mass, supernaturally, outside of time, in time, They defeated him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. What does that say? God chooses you and me to be the occasion of making his love known. So I'm going to ask you tonight, if you need prayers and you want to call in and ask us to pray with you, or if you've got a short testimony, if you've got a story uh, that gives evidence to something God's doing in your life, here comes the number. Write it down. 877-275-8080. 9 Can I give a random thought? You can give more than a random May thought. May I give a... Oh, no. <laughs> that is not a random song. That's for sure. Go ahead, sing it, Greg. Oh, I can't get that. That's the Temptations. got to love the Temptations. Can I get a Come on, people. Call in 877-275. My wife is looking off in the corner with a smile of admiration and amusement. 877-275-8098. We're lighting up this Catholic radio station. Okay. We're keeping it real here. Yes. Pause. Catholic radio station. That was my random thought. So if you listen to our show last week, which again, we want to thank Mark Bradley Morrow and Clarissa Lipinski, um, woo woo hoo hoo, um, just a phenomenal, very moving talk about sharing a witness and a testimony, heroic, powerful, edgy, candid. If you missed it, you can find it. Podcast massimpact.us forward slash, I don't know, radio, go to our website, (laughs) massimpact.us and our new app. It'll be there too. It'll be. It'll take about Which a week. Which Greg will tell there. you about in a moment, and I'm sure you can also Why find. Why does your us husband keep interrupting you? Keep on AnnunciationRadio.com. Um, so, if you did listen last week, you heard those very powerful testimonies. Uh, which, gosh, we, we've been getting comments about still and just what, what we think about. So both of them had abortive experiences, mm-hmm. and that's all I'm going to tell you. If you a male didn't and a female. Go listen. Um, but I was calling in 
from Erie, Pennsylvania, my hometown, where three of my children and myself went to um, be present to my sister-in-law who was suffering um, post-seizure recovery. And when we were driving into Erie, which is just three and a half hours away, um, so it's in the Okay, my directions north, <laughs> northwestern <laughs> Pennsylvania, the corner of northwestern PA, and you have Annunciation Radio that reaches, you know, through Sandusky and Huron, and kind of, you know, then it gets into the Cleveland area, and then you, you know, of course, get into PA. But my, what struck me as I'm rambling here was they have recently been blessed in the last couple of years with the Catholic radio station, which was not there when mm-hmm. we lived there, um, called station of the cross. It's another EWTN affiliate. And just, it was such a connecting piece for me, even though we weren't gone that long, but just the gifts of Catholic radio, just mm-hmm. as we are so blessed as Catholics and know that we can go into a Catholic church anytime and it's the universal church and there's the familiarity and whatnot. Um, but that was just really cool to me, just that whole notion of Catholic radio being the connecting point. And then as we drove down to D.C. for the March for Life, which I think we're going to talk about a little bit. Um, oh, my goodness. I think at three different moments, we were different locations and accosted through the seven plus hour drive. Father Larry Richards who is from Erie, was on these different Catholic radio stations that we were picking up. So it was just kind of cool. So the little shout-out. He's making prayers fun of, of people we know. Thanksgiving and for Catholic radio. In particular, we are blessed in this area with Annunciation Radio. Deacon Mike, Ron, um, Chris, of course. But just a, a shout-out, Phil DeNovo, just all those involved, certainly the supporters, um, those who donate to help keep it going. Um, I don't know if this is a pre-spring share <laughs> little primer, but always pray for uh, Catholic Radio. That's my little... Amen. So, folks, call in 877-275-8098 if you have butterflies in your stomach. It's a great uh, indication that maybe you are meant to call in. And we had a youth version of this a couple weeks ago. Uh, it was awesome. We had some young people call in and just shared uh, what was going on in their lives, gave testimony. And uh, you can do that too. So if you need prayers, you want to share a little testimony of what God has done or what he's doing, you know, hey, this this is uh, this is your hour. This is your time. And you know what? My little thing, you're, you should be happy. Stuff is not cooperating with me. I'm trying to play my fun little song. It's not working. So I did and, not touch it. Well, I may get back to it. So um, share with us, Stephanie. So uh, last week you had three days with, as you said, our sister-in-law attending to her. We pray for her. We pray for all of those who are in situations like that. She had a stroke. She has three children to care for. Seizure, sorry, um, to care for. Uh, We still heartfully are attuned to the challenge that is to her. Of course, then the next day we left for the March for Life. The seven of us, minus Anne Marie, who cannot be replaced. We are blessed to have our adopted son, Robert Kelly, be with us in the car. So just share with us a little bit, honey, about what the blessing was for us to, first of all, decide to make this pilgrimage, and not just to make it an ordinary trip, but truly to make it a pilgrimage. Okay, so I'm going to start, and don't let my 
talking prevent you from calling in? Cause Interrupt. We will. I'm used to being interrupted, people, <laughs> all the time. What? what? Um, 877-275-8098. So feel free to call in and break in at any moment. And I say that also to you, Greg, and to our son, Joseph, working soundboard um, to fill in any gaps or any thoughts that you have, because obviously you were with me. So pilgrimage, March for Life, even... Yes, I love the phone ringing already. Um, Even though we didn't do the tougher pilgrimage of driving through the night on the bus and all that that means for sacrificial moments, um, we did drive down and... um, Really, with the intention that it was a pilgrimage, you know, mm-hmm. talking to our kids about it, and what does that certainly mean, pilgrimage, certainly for the unborn, certainly um, asking mercy for the sin of abortion, certainly speaking those out for those who have no voice, but to make it a prayerful journey with an intention in mm-hmm. hand, and so just coming off of time with my sister in law Mel, certainly she and her family, my brother Keith, who's just an amazing husband and father. Um, you know, those intentions were very fresh and deep in my heart. So to be able to carry, you know, them with me for um, the the loan of Roberts, you know, we were able to lift up the Kelly family and whatever their needs may have been. Um, I'm going to pause my story and we're going to take a caller. Do we have a caller? Good evening, caller. Hello, Schleter couple. <laughs> Who is this, and what are your this thoughts? Bill. Oh, Bill, greetings. First-time first caller, long-time listener. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> Welcome. So how are you all? We're doing well. We miss you. Bring it on, Bill. What do you got for us? Well, I was just going to share, uh, first off, thank you for all you guys do. And um, and uh, appreciate you guys getting over to D.C. and uh, supporting the cause. I know my daughter was there, and I don't know if she ran into you or not, but she had an awesome uh, experience and had a chance to get interviewed by Yahoo News, and that that made some some waves, and that was cool. Awesome, excellent. So, um, but actually, the reason I was calling is um, something uh, unrelated, but a story of. Uh, that I wanted to share. Excellent. And it has to do with a cousin of mine uh, who shall remain nameless to protect the the innocent, um, who uh, had been, um, I don't want to say ostracized, but but kind of, you know, shunned from the family. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't spoken with him in about 35 years. Um, I was on uh, a business trip and um, had the chance to connect with him on Facebook. And uh, the reason that that he... uh, had been shunned by the families because he he came out as being a homosexual. Mm-hmm. And um, if you knew my family and the values of of the uh, typical traditional conservative Filipino family, you would understand why he would be in the position he was in. And um, he uh, so he was basically you know um, off off the grid for my family. Nobody knew where he was. Nobody knew where he was. Um, um, how to get a hold of him or anything like that. And um, he had, uh, there was obviously some friction between him and his, his, his family, in particular him and his mom. And um, we uh, had a chance to, to actually get together, he and I did, after all these years. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know what to expect or how this was going to go. Um, I, you know, had 
growing up had certain preconceived notions about what somebody who was homosexual might be like. Um, as I've gotten older, you know, obviously I've hopefully gotten a little bit more mature in my in my thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was an amazing reunion. It was. Uh, it turns out this is an amazing human being. He's a he's a good man. Um, yeah, his his lifestyle may not align with with my faith, um, but um, the by the time we got to know, we got to spend like the whole afternoon together, and we walked around um, the town we were in, and he showed me around. Amazing town, mm-hmm. and um, this is a really smart guy, really talented musician, artist, all those things. He was also very successful in the in the uh, financial industry, um, and. Um, you know, the more we got to know each other, besides the differences in our sexuality, we had a lot in common, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and especially with regards to our experiences growing up in our, our family. Very and cool. um, I guess the, the, at the end of the uh, end of our um, our sort of little mini reunion, it was very emotional. You know, um, That's awesome. it was very emotional for me, but in, in particular, it was emotional for him because he couldn't express in words how grateful and how meaningful it was for him that um, a family member would intentionally come and, and seek him out and and spend time with him and really appreciate him for who he was. Mm-hmm. And um, it made me think, you know, afterwards in reflection about how we're so quick to judge people, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not what God calls us to do. God calls us to love. Right. And, um, and that is something that has been weighing on me so much um and i just thought i'd share that uh that little anecdote with you all bill there's beautiful there's bill. so many if you will challenges and lessons to us all in what you shared I'm, I'm so grateful for you sharing it from the beginning quite frankly from uh you know being in a family and having a judgment that caused somebody to be ostracized to having the occasion and sharing with us maybe some reluctance or a fear factor to actually entering into it maybe so you're revealing sort of a I don't know what, a prejudice, a bias, a set of values, and then discovering a humanity, discovering God's grace alive in him, and uh, and that blessed you. Oh, how could that happen? You know, he's of homosexual orientation. You know, that, that you encountered something in interaction with him that was a blessing to you. And uh, quite frankly, I, I know beyond words was an occasion truly for him to encounter Christ. You know, I think we get lost in words often. You know, the word judgment, for instance, and I know what you mean by that. But obviously, the truth is all of us uh, struggle with inclinations that are disordered uh, of any nature, whether if for somebody it's adultery or pornography, you know, every, we've all got it, and we all exactly. struggle. And we all struggle with stuff. So we're not diminishing that those truths exist for our nature. But the very next breath out of our mouth is, "Hey, folks, that's you. That's that. That's his thing. Maybe you've got yours. I've got mine. And we're not exactly. diminishing those things. And you know, honestly, does that not, if you will, put us on the same bridge? Whether or not we see it, understand it, can we enter into that? You know, community, acknowledging we're flawed, acknowledging we're working it out somewhere between here and then. Oh, by the way. It's your openness and that love to his humanity that's going to be the occasion 
of him to um, more fully understand who he is in Christ. And Bill, what jumped out to me listening to your beautiful sharing, if I can tell a guy... <laughs> Use that word. Use your deep sharing. voice stuff. <laughs> You're witnessing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just the word identity. You know, too often, especially in the debate, if you will, or controversy, or whatever word you want to use, um, with the, the sexuality or homosexuality or, or whatever, that too often we tie in a person's identity with their sexuality when in truth, our identity pure and simply is a son of God, a daughter of God. You know, we don't go around, you know, for myself, I don't introduce myself or, you know, announce right away, I'm a heterosexual, you know, like that's not my identity, right? And too often we put people with homosexual inclinations, um, label them and box them in that that is their identity and i think the gay community has done that also and we need to um, break out of that and just love that person and allow them to feel their identity through those reaching out like you did through those gestures of love um, that they are a brother in christ a sister in christ a son of god a daughter of god and that's just um, a beautiful witness and i know right now bill that people who are listening have been touched by you sharing um, your simple yes that has brought both of you so much grace and I know will continue um, to reverberate because of that because that's how God works. Amen. Hey Bill, thank you so much for calling in. You're a great brother of Christ and uh, I just think it's a great way to break the ice tonight. Talking, giving testimony, giving witness. You're tuned into Ignite Radio Live over the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio and we're inviting you to call in and just share testimonies like Bill's stories that made a difference, stories that communicate God's grace. Maybe some Something changed you. Maybe you're an occasion of changing someone. And that number is 877-275-8098. 877-275-8098. Call and give us that testimony. Share with us. Witness to us. There are people that the Lord desires um, to hear your voice right now, to hear those words um, that that do defeat the enemy, the blood of the Lamb, the great gift of the Mass, and the power in the testimony. Not the power of that song. Come on. Everybody's got to like that song. Come on, people. No, they're you know just going to call in so you stop playing it. No, I'm I think people like it. And I can take it if they don't. But I think that we're going to ask the next caller, who's probably hearing this beautiful music right now, to see if this person likes it. Um, good evening, caller. How are you doing tonight? Good. Hey, Greg and Stephanie, this is Terry Langender. From hey, Terry. Come on, Terry. Tell me you don't like the music. Be honest. I can take uh, it. I'm a man. The music, the music's awesome. Yeah. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Thank you. And, and, I still love you, so Terry. Was, uh, <laughs> and so was, uh, so was Bill's uh, witness there. Uh, it's a powerful. Just a awesome story. And I'm going to get off very quickly because I am hoping... Uh, uh, to listen to the rest of Stephanie's story, I'm sure. Oh, that's it's, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's better than mine, but no. um, I had the pleasure of, of going to the march for the first time Wow! Uh, with Cassidy, and I uh, had a, a wonderful experience, and certainly was able to witness hundreds of thousands of others mm. um, doing the same thing, and wanted to thank uh Judy Geiger and, and Carol Fox for putting mm-hmm. that together for the group out of Port Clinton. We were fortunate yes. enough to get on that bus. 
and would just encourage anybody that is thinking about it for next year. Uh, that's a, just an awesome crew to go with. Um, they they know what they're doing. Um, we had uh, uh, Father Brown with us on our bus. Awesome. Certainly blessed to have a priest traveling to and from with us. So I just wanted to say thanks for thank you to them and. Um, uh, again, encourage anybody that might be thinking about it or thought about it this year but couldn't make it. Uh, that's Judy Geiger and, and Carol Fox. Blessings to them. Terry, I'm not going to let you off that easy. Just a quick, what is your biggest takeaway from the march? What had the greatest imp- There are many things, I'm sure, but what, what made the singular greatest impression upon you? Well, it might have been that loud bass beat um, of the... Uh, rap group to open up the rally <laughs> <laughs> okay so big cassidy. stage tens of thousands of people yeah cassidy uh rather than um do a little sightseeing uh beforehand she was pretty insistent on having a uh excellent spot to uh view the the speakers from i heard you guys were right up front yeah it's awesome so, for so uh to uh, obtain and secure that spot, we were there for uh, two and a half hours. Wow. And awesome. Go, Cassidy. I, but I, I, I certainly, all the speakers were tremendous. I think um, Mara Love, uh, wow. from, a representative from Utah, mm-hmm. um, was just uh, tremendous. And I suppose just being there in that crowd with so many youngsters, uh, they're seeing all these high school kids. Um, and college kids uh, there, um, again, just certainly gives somebody like me uh, a lot of hope for the future. Awesome, awesome. And, and seeing uh, the youth uh, that participate in, in many, many ways, I think, uh, you know, are is leading um, leading us in, in the cause for life. And Terry, would you agree that the majority or a majority of the people there were young people? Yeah. I have no doubt. You know, when I think about who we were surrounded by during the rally and uh, marching uh, in the rally, and, yeah, I I don't wasn't quite sure what to expect, and I didn't really think about it, but it was certainly one of those observations that struck me and mm. stays with me. Thanks so much for calling in, Terry. God bless you. Really Thanks, awesome. Terry. Thank you awesome. for Thank you for your radio show and the ministry, and um, I'm looking forward to hearing more of your stories. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Love to your family, Terry. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. So I don't know if we have another caller. Uh, We do, because our show would not be complete without this caller. Oh, okay. I bet I can guess. How's our dear Francis? What a wonderful thing to say. Thank you, Stephanie. I mean it. I mean it. I mean it. So preach it, dear brother. Well, um, a couple things. I wanted to say how awesome your program last week was with those two witnesses. Weren't they something? Oh, my. Wow. Thank you. They certainly were. Oh, I mean, it was hardly believable, but I was hearing it. Right, right. And, um, oh, wow. Anyhow, um, there is a rift between our daughter, our only daughter, mm. and ourselves, my wife and me. And um, it's very heartbreaking. Mm. But uh, she has kept in contact. We have tried to reassure her of our love. 
and uh, it all arose with the election. You mm-hmm. talked about uh, it being a divisive, uh, very uh, upsetting type of mm-hmm. situation with all the campaigning, and then the uh, not only the election but the aftermath. Right. And uh, she was not pleased with our vote. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it occurred in, in many families. Yes, yes. And so for a long time I couldn't think of what, how to repair this because she just was not open. She didn't want to even talk. Mm-hmm. So finally, after weeks... I found at the Hallmark store, a little plug there, yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they have... Uh, Nothing like a Hallmark store. Oh, they have such wonderful cards, yes. uh, such a selection. And I found this apology, and I'd like to read it, if I may. Absolutely. Uh, without mentioning her name, <laughs> it reads this way. Apologies don't come easy. And they shouldn't. Mm. When you hurt someone the way I hurt you, Mm. making amends should take care and effort. I regret what happened between us, and saying I'm sorry Mm. is the first of many steps I'm taking to repair our relationship. I want to I want nothing more than to move past bruised feelings and work on being there for you. Mm. Wow. And uh, it ends up I hope you can accept my apology because you mean too much to me. To lose the special connection we share. You know, that is such a contrast, Francis, um, and an affirmation at the same time with what Bill Noltner shared in the years of distance with his relative because of a lifestyle commitment and what it took, if you will, in the opportunity he was given to overcome that and be with his relative and uh, and and how it resulted in a blessing. And in your circumstance right now, we know that um, feelings are heightened. We know that families are charged. Um, and honestly, I can say even my own family. I mean, I think we all kind of share the same candidate, but there are nuances and and what has happened since. And if not that, it will it will be something else. And I think we we're, we need to pray earnestly pray that people recognize from us that our value of them is deeper than their convictions, that our value of them is deeper than, uh, you know, whatever stripes they happen to be wearing. And honestly, I, I think endurance, loving endurance in love for them is, a, is something that is a powerful weapon. It's a powerful weapon of love that Jesus shows us constantly. And you calling in tonight, I think, are giving testimony to both the, the raw pain of it, the raw pain of that distance, and the commitment to persevere in it. So I just want to affirm you, Francis. I want to affirm you for calling in and sharing with us, if you will, will the raw state of your heart in this place of, uh, of distance. I want to affirm you for your willingness to persevere. And I also want to say, you know, 
God is in this. Mm-hmm. God is in this. He's working in this. And uh, he's working to forge in us a bond that is deeper than, if you will, the opinions that we hold. Um, that will allow the relationship to even go deeper. It's interesting in my prayer, I'd prayed that Matthew 7.21, build on solid rock or shifting sand. You know, I think it's a message to all of us in our marriages, our families, to keep laboring, to be anchored on who is the rock, but Jesus Christ. And it's hard, I know that, but you being anchored there is going to be, you're, you're a strength. I can guarantee you that, Francis. Whether or not, regardless of how she's responding to you, I know you well enough to know this, she is deriving a strength in you. She must. You're a father. You're a loving father. In spite of your flaws and all of that, you know, you're a loving father. And, you know, know well that you are a kind of godly anchor for her, regardless of how she's responding right now. Be affirmed of that. Absolutely. And just, I want to thank you for the witness of that beautiful fatherly heart. And too often we get caught up, especially in these last months and weeks and days of who's right and who's wrong. And, you know, there is a right and a wrong, I think. But um, but just to be able to look past that as we're called to do as Christians and focus more on reconciliation than rightness. And, the, and you did that seeking out a card, you know, and I'm sure it took you a while to find what you wanted to say. And the humility and the mercy that you are giving witness to to your daughter, to your family, um, to our listeners now, is just really an amazing gift. So we affirm you, Francis, and we love you, and um, be assured of our prayers. And I ask our listeners, you know, to lift you um, and your daughter and any other family relationship that is in need of reconciliation. Folks, you're tuning to Ignite Radio Live, and tonight we are just keeping it real. We're opening the door as a community who are flawed, and God made us flawed so he can be our fulfillment. And so we do gather together here in this platform to talk about the stories of God's transforming grace. We're not there yet. None of us are. And how awesome for us to just, let's just name that. We're not there. We're imperfect. We're flawed. We're awkward. Fill in the blank. We got our warts. All of us, our own circumstances, and God is in the midst of that. It's precisely in our flaws that we can see the opportunity for his fulfillment. And so somebody actually just sent me a text and uh, lifted up this prayer, just this plug. So we're going to do it. It's a cue that we need to do this. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we do simply confess our flawed nature. We acknowledge our imperfection. We acknowledge that words come out of our mouth that we wish we didn't say or in ways we shouldn't say them or when we shouldn't say them. We acknowledge, Lord, that as a result of our actions and others, we live in a kind of brokenness that surrounds us. And so, Lord, we, we just acknowledge that and we turn to you. In you, we pray that we might find a wholeness of ourselves that causes us not to point fingers or defend ourselves, but find our strength, our sufficiency in who you are. Let your healing be upon Bill and his continued relationship and all his family entirely in every area, but certainly with his cousin. Let your grace and peace certainly uh, be upon Terry uh, and his continued witness and um, his family and his life and the ways that you're blessing him in so many ways. Let your grace and blessing be upon our brother Francis who just called in with his daughter. And by the way, Lord, all families, all parents and families who are struggling right now with schism, with difference as a result of this election or whatever it may be. Help us to rest in you, God. Help us to consider that song, If Today Was Your Last Day. Help us not to to wait another moment to express our love, to express, in spite of difference, our regard for others, 
our acknowledgement that we are better because of them, our appreciation for God alive in them. Lord, give us the courage to be the one to, uh, to, to express that, God, and to open that door for your grace to flood us. And we ask this in your name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Folks, the number is 877-275-8098, 877-275-8098. Just what a great night we're having here tonight, just sharing with brothers and sisters on a journey, uh, talking about the March for Life and some other things going on. We're going to return to Stephanie, but don't hesitate to call in and share Interrupt with us me. the prompting of uh, you know how God's working in your life. I love that we've had three guys call in also. Amen. Because usually it's the women. So way to go, guys. Um, again, interrupt me, 877-275-8098. So here we are in the Schleter Mobile, driving down to Washington, D.C., for the March for Life, um, which is always near and dear to my heart, as many of our listeners know. Um, my mom passed away 40-plus years ago um, when she was 39 years old, uh, carrying baby number 13 mm-hmm. on the way to the March for Life for no um, apparent reason. She had not been sick. So in in regards to pilgrimage, it's always uh, a remembrance thing for anyone in my family who goes down for that. Um, so we're traveling down and our prayer intentions Mobile. in hand. That's right. There's a lot inside that's kept Masking together and by band-aids and rubber <laughs> so, bands and fan anyway. works only on five and it's fun though. It's a, it's a metaphor of our lives. Absolutely. The messy Bethlehem stable. So on our way down to D.C., we decided that we wanted to stop off in Shanksville, P.A. for the Flight 93 Memorial to mm. to visit that, to take it all in and whatnot. So very briefly, um, I know some of our Toledo friends went last year who, because of the weather, didn't make it all the way down to the march. And those high school students, many of them veered off to to go somewhere, and they ended up at the Flight 93 Memorial. So some of you will know what I'm talking about. But, of course, reminiscent of September 11th, um, 2001, when the the four planes um, terrorist attacked our country. And so this site memorializes Flight 93, which was hijacked, and the plan of the terrorists was to crash it into the U.S. Capitol. And the very heroic um, passengers and crew members on board when they found out what was going on, took matters into their own hands, if you will, and took over the plane and were able, you know, to crash at 20 minutes flight time outside of D.C. And so this is the place where that is memorialized and, of course, very, very moving. And without going into all the details of the actual um, site in and of itself, many, many things to see and to experience a huge memorial garden um, on the outside with the boulder of the crash site and some different things. And then the visitor center inside, which has many, many different um, things from items that were left there, items of the people on the plane um, to the news reports. And literally you can lift up phones and hear some of the messages that were left by um those who are on the flight who called home and you're wanting to say something. In fact, um, I have a clip of this that I just want to share with our audience right now uh, that was, you know, at this particular memorial. 
And uh, just just one of the clips I want to share because I want to bring people there to this place and preceded the March for Life, of course. So we're reflecting on the value of human life, 40 lives that were lost. We're reflecting on the fact that the entire nation rallied, if you will, around these heroic uh, people on this plane and, though, and that loss of life, right? It doesn't matter. We didn't. Most of us didn't know any of them. It didn't matter if we knew them. It didn't matter the location they were in. It didn't matter how they died. We regard human life. So it's kind of a nice precursor. So just I want to share with with you and when you picked up the phone and it had some of the um, uh, uh, messages that were left by some people on the plane to their loved ones and I just want to play a little clip from one as best as we can so I'm going over to this wall and uh, this little phone that you pick up and I'm picking up the phone right here and thank you for being patient with us right now but I think Calls placed by passengers and crew on flight 93 are recorded You can listen to three recorded calls made from the aircraft that day. Please be advised that these brief recordings include content of a sensitive nature. Parental guidance is recommended for younger visitors. Passenger Lauren Grant Colas phoned her husband Jack at 9.39 a.m., about 11 minutes after the hijacking began, leaving this message on their home answering machine. I just wanted to tell you I love you. We're having a little problem on the plane. Um, I'm totally fine. Um, I just love you more than anything. Just know that. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable and I'm okay for now. Um, it's a little problem, so I'll, uh, I, I just love you. Please tell my family I love them, too. Bye, honey. It's interesting, Greg, that you played that one first or that that one was first, because a comment that I wanted to make was outside in the memorial, um, they have a huge black slab uh bordering a walkway outside and which was I believe the flight path as it mm, was yes. crashing. Um and then it goes from the black, very much contrasting as this these beautiful white marble slabs, and on each slab is the name of um, each one of the passengers and crew members who um, died that day. Mm-hmm. And the woman that you just heard, her voice, her name was Lauren Grand Colas, I think is how they said, who was leaving a message for her husband Jack on her wall, right next to her name in very faint letters etched. Um, had the words and unborn baby Mm -hmm. so she was evidently pregnant Mm -hmm. i don't know how far along but far enough to know they were carrying their first child she was 38 she was returning back from a grandmother's funeral i believe and so it struck me very deeply as here we are pilgrimaging you know to the march for life and i had not heard that story before but to see it and to see that child memorialized in that way um was just very moving you know here's you can put it on there you can you know on my own mother's gravestone you know underneath her name it says baby boy she was carrying a um, unborn baby boy that we can put it on tombstones and memorials and yet they're not protected but acknowledged in different ways so that was um a very prayerful powerful experience for our family um if you wanted to hear the others yeah i just direct you to ignite the planet page at um facebook the ignite the planet page where i do have a video and you can hear the other two audio messages or even better yet 
make the pilgrimage, make it part of your pilgrimage next year, and uh, and recognize that built into humanity is a regard for life. Absolutely. And and it ought not matter, as we know. Um, it ought, the location ought not matter. And I do think that all of our listeners, most of you are probably already there. You've you've been uh, with Peter Range and others uh, praying before abortion clinics and praying for mothers. And like my mom, who founded an entire organization to help women who are wounded by abortion down the road. We are in a movement of love. But I, I think we it's easy to lose the horror of abortion after so many years. It's become part of our culture. We've become tolerant of it. And I'll say a prominent thought for me, Stephanie, that was percolating in this pilgrimage was we've become so comfortable with it that, uh, you know, the laws are not going to, um, we need to see a change in Roe v. Wade, right? Because it's it's not in accord with life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We need to see laws that protect. Um, but because uh, love, has, if you will, has been taken out of community and put in the hands of government, where governments can't love. Institutions cannot love. Only people can love. And subsidiarity, that Catholic idea that we need to take care of things in their most proximal place, those closest to them who know the needs and love them. Point is this. If and when, by God's grace, these laws are overturned, we need an influx, a flood uh, of love and grace through these uh, opportunities and communities like there's never been before. Um, and, it, and it really, quite frankly, that tide needs to begin moving right now. We need to realize that the arrows can no longer point toward government. It's you and me, brothers and sisters. This this election, whatever you think about it, um, everybody shared kind of an anti-establishment tone. Well, what is that saying? It's saying that universally, we acknowledge that government does not have a cape. Government cannot save you. That means you and I have been blessed to be blessers. We're the ones in our marriages, our families, and our communities who are blessed to be blessers, who are called to be the ones to bring that love, to bring that change. That was idea number one. Number two was that at the heart of this is what? It's, a, it's an awareness that if we don't master our passions they will become our master. I'll say that again. If we don't master our passions, they will become our master. At the heart of this movement has to be an awakening to the dignity of the human person, knowing Jesus, knowing the good, and free to choose against it, but ennobled and empowered by God's grace to choose the good. That has to be, if you will, um, I don't know, an emerging tide uh, in our community that we can point fingers all we want, but it begins with you and me. It begins with us saying, Lord, help me to have the grace to choose the good in small ways, in great ways. We're going to approach Lent pretty soon. You know, may it be more, even this far out, may it be more than a season of, um, you know, just those 40 days. You know, may we, you know, even now begin to think, Lord, how can, you know, I be conquered all the more to be a disciple of you, to be one who exhibits that I have mastery over my passions, that you have mastery over me. So those are two thoughts that struck me. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Go ahead, play your song real quick. 877-275-8098. You give me permission. I did. You have more of a story to tell here, though. They can call in. That's in honor of you, Terry, if you're still listening. Awesome. You gave the 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 thumbs up. That's right. And uh, Just one. Well, no, we got to get them both. They're short clips. Okay. Okay. By the way, we're going to have to cut into prayer here in a moment. So, Steph, maybe you want to... uh, Yeah, but if someone wants to call, go ahead and interrupt. 877-275-8098. So, 
quickly, I'm just going to sum up some general things and then um, maybe end my babbling with the story that was very powerful to me personally. Um, so those of you who've been to the march before know that you run into everybody and anybody. You know, out of these literally hundreds of thousands of people, you always see people that you know. You know, over the years, from grade school, I ran into somebody to um, our dear friends from Erie PA to other Toledo people to people studying down there. Taste of heaven. Big from Bowling Green, who are you know now living in D.C. and it's just awesome. Even when our first stop on the Turnpike, we ran into a crew from Central Catholic and St. Joe's downtown, and um, so that is just a very very cool. It is like a big old Catholic reunion, and we were very blessed to uh, attend Mass at the Basilica and the great gift that that was. Mm, and amazing. We were uh, very near a side altar, Our Lady of Hope, and that and that's that Beautiful. was really the sense that you felt in D.C. this year. Hope, jubilation. Yes, yes. And the young people, and as Terry talked about a little bit, the speakers this year, if you didn't follow it on um, the coverage of EWTN, go back and see if you can uh, look it up on there or on YouTube. But just the at the rally, the different speakers, from Kellyanne Conway to Michael Pence to um, Maura Love, the person that Terry referred to, every single one was just on fire, and you just felt it. So I'm going to cut to the call. Caller. Good evening, caller. Hi, uh, my name is Tim, and I just wanted to say that I'm so thankful to be alive because um, I was actually born in 1973 when wow. that whole thing took effect, and I just wanted to praise the Lord with you for a moment. All Amen. right. God bless you, Tim. Did you just happen to be hearing our radio station? Are you a regular listener? Um, actually, yes, I am. Awesome. Uh, I can hear my voice right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, folks, 1973, uh, the Supreme Court uh, decision of Roe v. Wade that legalized abortion through nine months of pregnancy for any reason. Our brother Tim calling in and simply giving a, an act of praise That's to God awesome. for blessing his mom. He's a survivor. And, uh, Tim, have you always been pro-life? Has it always been on your heart? Um, yes, it has, actually. I'm... I'm, I'm I'm just, when I found out, you know, throughout the years of knowledge of, of that, I was like just blown away about how blessed and lucky I was to mm. survive such a, such a year. Right, right. Well, thank you for that witness, Tim. That's awesome. And those of you born 1973 and afterwards, join us in praising the Lord because you are a survivor. Your mom chose life. And that is just Amen. a beautiful thing to celebrate. So... Um, go ahead. So we, uh, of course, after the Basilica ending up at the March for Life and the crowds of people, which was uh, a beautiful day compared to years past last year, certainly a snowstorm, but crowds of people, prayerful, young families, pushing strollers, loving one another, kindness, you know, just a real sense of, of compassion for one another. Um, so we end up, uh, just to cut to the chase of the story here, um, as we approach the Capitol to the left of the Capitol building is the Russell building, which is often where people will meet up and whatnot on the steps. And there was a young woman there, probably in her early 20s, and we saw very few, if any, protesters. But this woman was certainly not there for the cause for life. She was standing on the steps of this congressional building with a homemade sign that simply said, my body, my choice. And she was very quiet. She wasn't obnoxious. She wasn't belligerent. She just stood there. Quietly. Yes. And so there was a priest... um, in a cassock and a little Beretta thing standing next to her with a sign and ended up with a different sign that 
deliberately chosen um, that said abortion hurts women. And I don't know what he was very, um, he wasn't unkind. I wouldn't describe him as necessarily very pastoral. But Greg, you ended up approaching this woman and I was praying because I, I, I was wanting to be what the Lord wanted me to be. And I'm not fearful of that, but I, I didn't know even how to engage her. Mm-hmm. And you went up to her and share with our listeners what you said. No, so I just went up to her and I said, you know, I, I don't obviously agree with your position, but I just have to tell you, it takes a lot of courage for you to stand up here and hold that sign. And uh, and I just, you know, I kind of said, just you, you have to know how much God loves you and that, you know, we are created by the same God. And um, and he has a purpose for you. It was sort of the nature of what I said to her. And, and the priest said that people had been unkind to her, that some had approached her, some nice, but some were unkind and belligerent to her. Kind of demeaning mm, in the sense right. of saying, I'll pray for you. You know, just that cliche, condescending is probably a better word. So I kind of just stood by her, sort of just as a, I just felt a comforting presence with her. And she was very comfortable with me. Like, I think she softened. And we talked about kindness. So Greg and I um, kind of were whisked away a little bit for a moment or two. We had the real blessing of connecting, meeting, talking with Rick Santorum, Mm -hmm. who was a very pro-life Catholic man um, from Pennsylvania. Senator. Senator who ran for president. Right. Um, So uh, while we were gone, apparently she had... um, engaged our daughter Grace, who was 13, and asked if Greg, was that man, um, was her father, and she said yes, and she just very quietly said, he's a very kind man. And I thought, gosh, like, what a witness that just your little expression, Greg, of understanding, not agreement, right? You didn't... um, you know, compromise anything, but you affirmed and you met her in love and, and that's what we're called to do. And I believe with all my heart that you planted a seed by God's grace that is stirring something in Mm -hmm. her. And I can't tell you how many times in particular at mass on Sunday where the Lord just placed her face right in front of my heart. And I believe that's what I was called to do and continue to do. And I know that the Lord is is working on hearts and we need to be that witness to others. Folks, go to massimpact.us. See our new site, get the new apps. Uh, Listen to Mike Pence's uh, very powerful message in our this week's Live It episode. Um, Again, you can find it at massimpact.us so blessed to be united in mission with you we're going to say a little prayer here in the name of the Father Son and the Holy Spirit Amen Lord you fashioned us for yourself flood our minds our hearts our world with your grace and presence may we be your love to the world we ask this for the glory of your name through Christ our Lord Amen Amen.